welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And if you want to support the show, check out our merch store at etsy.com shop slash beyondblathers to see the stickers and postcards we have for sale. You can also join our Patreon to receive a monthly sticker and print in the mail from Olivia. Today we're talking about a shark because despite having a crazy busy week, I seem to recall that this week was shark week and we can't let shark week go by again without talking about the best fish in the ocean. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize it was shark week. Yeah, we got back from our trip and I went on, I guess, X or Twitter um, (laughs) (laughs) and I saw one tweet about shark week and I went, oh, interesting. So I only follow science people, and the fact that I only saw one tweet about Shark Week tells you that there's something seriously wrong with Twitter right now. That is ridiculous. There's no way only one person was tweeting about sharks on my Twitter feed. That's just ridiculous. That's so interesting. Well, it's definitely a really good excuse to talk about sharks, because I don't think we've done a shark since the Great White, like, a couple years ago. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Has it actually been that long? Well, I remember we missed Shark Week last week. Or sorry, last year. We did talk about Helicoprion. Oh, yeah. And were there any other big sharks that we've talked about? I think that's it. Wow. Yeah, I think that's it. I need to do more sharks. (laughs) So which shark are we talking about this week? We are talking about the saw shark. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited. So if you bring a saw shark to Blathers, he'll say... As you might expect from the name, the saw shark is a shark with a head that resembles a saw. This unusual appendage is used both to dig potential prey out of the sand and as a weapon against said prey. Given that, it seems like a more appropriate name would have been shovel sword shark. Eh what? (laughs) Okay, Blathers. I will always laugh at the little eh what. I don't know what that's meant to like describe. Yeah, I don't really know how to say it. Is it like, I'm genuinely curious, is it like the Japanese sound for owl? Like, you know how we say hoo-hoo? Like, I feel like we would say like a different sound. That's what I think that is. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. That makes sense, yeah. If anyone knows, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, please do. Are we just totally off there? Yeah, so can we talk about the saw? Are they really digging with that? Like, kind of. It doesn't seem like digging is quite the word for it. Like, it sounds like more so they're sort of sifting occasionally through the sand, but it doesn't seem to be the main or like there, there seem to be maybe multiple reasons for the saw, but we'll we'll get into that a bit more later. To start, I wanted to talk about what this shark actually looks like, because it's kind of a funky looking shark. They're sort of flattened and they have this long saw shaped thing at the front of their head. And this object is called a rostrum. And rostrum is a fancy sort of sciencey way of saying a nose that's not a nose. Like, I feel like if you looked at it, you'd be like, they have a saw nose. But yeah, so that's what the rostrum means. These sharks also aren't particularly large. At the biggest, they can reach about five feet long. And they're a little bit scrawny looking for a shark. Like, they just sort of look skinny to me. Overall, not a lot is known about saw sharks, and this is pretty typical for ocean-dwelling creatures, as we've learned from doing this show. 
but almost half the known species of saw shark were discovered in the last 15 years, or at least described. So, you know, a lot of research is being done into them now. That's really cool. Yeah, they're, they definitely look like they have a saw or even, this is such a deep cut, but did you ever have braces? I did. <laughs> you know, when you would go to like pick up the color for your braces and they would give you that little thing and it had like the little color samples. I don't know if I do remember that. Oh, I just remember they, it was almost like these keys that they would oh. give you and they, and they were all the different colors, but I don't know why, just like that shape comes to mind. It's like the shape of <laughs> it's it. like paddle shape. Yeah, it's kind of like a paddle with like little oars on all up and down. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Maybe some people will recognize what I'm talking about with the braces <laughs> thing. I don't think I got to choose my braces colors. Oh, I, I could think like I just had like little ever. metal ones. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I remember thinking I was going to be disappointed, but ultimately being a bit relieved. Because yeah. it was just, like, more complications to think about. I honestly, like, don't remember my braces era at all. Like, Blocked it that out. part of my brain is gone. I did have Invisalign. <laughs> but oh, that's nice. For, like, a little while, like, when I was, like, an adult. Anyway, so that's some interesting information about our dental. About us, our orthodontic <laughs> experiences. But, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say, I would say saw, paddle. It's very long. It's cool. Yeah. And so you mentioned that there are multiple species. How many species are there? There's 10 species of saw shark. So there's the long and the short-nosed saw shark, as well as the Bahamas, Japanese, tropical, six-gill, lanas, and African dwarf saw shark. So quite a few, but honestly, compared to some of the animals we talk about in this show, I feel like that's a very manageable number of species. We'll be talking about them just generally as a group. They often get mistaken for another animal, the soft fish. These actually aren't fish, nor are they sharks. They are actually a type of ray. So they are technically related to sharks, as sharks and rays belong to the same group called the elasmobranchs. But sawfish look quite similar because they too have that long rostrum with the pokey things sticking out. But sawfish have gills on their belly, like other rays, and they have evenly sized teeth-like structures along the edges of their saw, and those structures grow throughout their life and can't be replaced. Unlike the saw shark, which has teeth of alternating size along the saw paddle rostrum, and they can replace their teeth. So I just wanted to make a note of that because you might be thinking of a sawfish while we're talking about a saw shark, and those are two different animals. I'm going to look up the sawfish. They honestly look so similar. They look so similar. I think the sawfish maybe has a more like, it almost looks like it has a longer saw, but I don't even know if that's accurate. It really, if I saw it, I would be like, oh, that's a shark. Because it really does look like a shark. To be honest, this seems like the kind of animal that if you put into Google images, you're going to get just like totally incorrect images. Right. Like, I feel like people would easily take a picture of a sawfish and put it as a saw shark and vice versa. So just a little bit of a, like, be weary of Google images yeah. sometimes. They will give you the wrong animal. Okay, good to know. I think the saw shark has, like, a cuter face. Because sawfish tend to have, like, little beady eyes that are kind of spooky. Like, I don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> but the saw shark, like, it does have sort of, like, a sharky face. 
Right. And it, it looks more like a duck to me. Like it's got these like bigger eyes. And so, yeah, speaking of saw sharks, I guess, where where can they be found? They live kind of in random spots around the world. Like there's not like a solid band for their range around the tropics or something like that. There is a North American species, the Bahamas saw shark, which as the name suggests, can be found around Florida, the Bahamas and Cuba. And then you have three species present around South and Southwestern Australia, another two species around Japan, China, and Korea, as well as the Philippines. And then there's four species around South and Eastern Africa. So kind of going into the Indian Ocean, as well as around Madagascar. So they're kind of these interesting pockets of space. And they tend to be considered a more deep water shark, but they can also be found in shallow coastal areas as well. They're usually hanging out near the ocean floor. That's their little like house area. They're very cute. And as we discussed before, you know, Matic Blathers was talking about sifting through the sand. Well, they have to be pretty close to the sand to be able to do that. Right. And yeah, could you, I guess, could we return to the rostrum and what the mystery is there of how it works or what it's being used for? Yeah. I mean, no one's, this is one of those structures where no one's really 100% sure what it's for. It's funny because I feel like so often when you get these weird long appendages, like with narwhal, you don't really know what the narwhal tusk is for. And in this case, this long saw, don't really know what it's for. Same thing for the swordfish. Like these structures are quite a mystery, it seems, in the aquatic world. But there are probably a few uses for it. One of those might be for defense. There are reports of some folks who've seen the sharks use their saw in this pretty speedy, aggressive swimming, uh, swinging motion. So they could probably hurt a predator enough just by slapping them with this very medieval weapon looking nose. <laughs> so it might be for defense. I should also mention that that saw description comes from the fact that along the edges of the rostrum are, as I'd mentioned, these sharp teeth like objects. They're kind of teeth, but they're also not because you know, teeth, we think of something that's used for actively eating, but these are not really for that, but they are composed in a very similar way to teeth. And as I mentioned before, they can be shed and regrown. And actually, and perhaps our listeners know this, but shark are literally covered in teeth. Their scales are called dermal denticles, and they're structured just like teeth, they have this mineralized hard structure on the top. And these are some of the earliest skin coverings for living organisms on Earth. I mean, sharks are incredibly old evolutionarily. In fact, it's thought that maybe that's even how our teeth in jaws developed. Like they were first an outside of the body structure and then sort of moved into the mouth. So dermal denticles are really, really tough strong, but also a bit flexible. They have an outer layer of enamel-like tissue, and then inside they have a layer of dentine, and at the center of the sort of tooth is a pulp cavity. So saw sharks are not only covered in these skin teeth, but they are also having these skin teeth arranged very obviously around that rostrum. So that's a bit of a deep dive into dermal denticles. I love skin teeth. <laughs> as skin just teeth a thing so cool. skin teeth I guess it like if you touched a shark like if you go and sort of like pet them from the head to the tail it would be smooth but if you go in the opposite direction it's like really really like sandpapery and sharp so I think that's really cool and it's mostly really useful for them in swimming like it just minimizes drag really efficiently 
Right. Apparently the Greenland shark, at least I believe it's the green, Greenland shark, but they don't have that smooth like unidirectional scale pattern. It's just sort of like random and they're not really yeah. sure why. But it makes sense because when you look at a picture of those sharks, they look kind of velvety. Like they don't really look mm-hmm. shiny. Anyway, going back to the purpose of the rostrum, they can use it also to sift through the sand, to feel around for food. And some reports claim that they've seen this used to like slap food and either like knock it out or kill the fish to be eaten. So that could definitely be a, be a purpose as well. But along with those saw teeth, the saw shark has two whiskery barbels hanging off the rostrum. And these barbels are likely used to sense when things move around. They don't seem to have sensors that taste or feel electrical signals, but there are nerve endings there. So it's possible they're just sort of feeling like textures, very similar to our hands. We aren't really detecting taste with our hands. (laughs) So think of that, two little fingery whiskers coming off of their rostrum. But along the rostrum, especially near the bottom in most species, they do have a lot of tiny receptors that can sense more like electrical chemical signals. And in terms of prey, what are they actually hunting? It seems like from stomach content analysis, they eat a lot of fish, as well as crustaceans and squid, as well as other cephalopods. So cephalopods meaning like octopi, squid, cuttlefish, that sort of thing. And honestly, this sounds like a delicious dinner. Like I would have what the saw shark is having. Crustaceans, fish, and squid. Yum. That sounds delicious. Very fresh sushi dinner. Oh yeah. And what about their life history? Like what is their life cycle like? Saw sharks, like many other sharks, have the eggs hatch within the mom shark, making them oviviparous. So that's a term you may have heard before. So yeah, like they're still hatching from an egg, but it's happening in the mom. And those little shark babies actually develop with those saw teeth pointed backwards while inside the mother so they don't hurt her while they're being birthed because they'll kind of be birthed head first. Yeah, just having a bunch of tiny saws in one's uterus sounds really horrible and nightmarish. So it makes sense that they would have sort of dulled saw teeth as well as pointed backwards to make that a much less horrifying experience for the mother. Something really cool I learned is that these eggs are in sacks called candles when they're in the mom. And within that sack, they're fed by the yolk. But then at a certain point in their development, the candle will dissolve and the babies will continue their development within the uterus. But the yolk doesn't contain all the nutrients the babies need. So the mother will excrete this thing called uterine milk, which is like a nutritious mucus that the young sharks absorb while they're in the uterus. And a mother shark can have between three to 22 pups per litter. So you have, you know, all these little baby sharks inside a mother shark drinking uterine milk, which I just think is so fascinating. In terms of how long they live, we actually don't really know how long they're living for. Some estimates have put the age range from 10 to 15 years, but it could be way more than that because there have been like tagged sharks that were recaught after 22 years. So they were at least that old. And then the techniques used to age sharks normally don't work on saw sharks. So we can't really know for sure. Oh, interesting. And what about conservation? Like, how are they doing conservation-wise? They're least concerned for the most part. I think Lana's shark is near-threatened. But that doesn't mean no concern, of course. It's really hard to tell how many sharks are in the ocean 
And we do know for sure that they're getting caught up in ocean fisheries as bycatch. So, you know, people aren't specifically trying to fish for them. They're not all that valuable. Although some like the short and long-nosed saw shark can be used for food once they've been caught. Like they're perfectly edible. It's just not the most desirable thing. But they do often get caught in long line fishing or trawling. And that long saw nose makes it even easier for them to get caught or to get caught and have a hard time escaping. So they they are pretty vulnerable to that, unfortunately. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, overall, we're not noticing a huge decline in their numbers. Uh, hard to say, but I'm, I'm happy at least that they're not like horribly endangered absolutely everywhere. So that's the saw shark. It's, you know, a relatively gentle, cute thing, even if it's a weird, little bit weird looking. It has a taste for delicious seafood that, you know, we'd all like a little bit of. And it has a long nose to snuffle its way along the seafloor. So if you're lucky enough to see one, fear not because the saw shark is just vibing, just hanging out. I love that. Thank you so much, Olivia. And thank you everyone so much for listening. If you want to support the show, you can join our Patreon to get exclusive rewards from Olivia. And you can check out our Etsy shop to see the stickers and postcards we have for sale. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye. Bye.